0: Uh, I think we've touched briefly on Clearview AI's troubles, I think, on these podcasts in the past. But there's a new fine from the uh, Italian Data Protection Authority, the Garanta, who fined Clearview AI 20 million euros for GDPR violations.
1: In this episode of Life with GDPR, Jonathan Armstrong and myself take a renewed look at Clearview AI, which recently sustained a fine from the Italian Data Protection, Data Privacy Organization and Regulatory Body. This fine and penalty continues the fines against Clearview AI for their scraping of public record social media And utilizing it for law enforcement purposes. It's a significant case, and I know you'll learn a lot. We're going to have a quick word from our sponsor, and then we'll be back with Life with GDPR. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox, back again with Jonathan Armstrong for yet another episode of Life with GDPR. Today, we're going to take up a case that comes to us out of Italy and involves the um, company Clearview. Jonathan, what did you find interesting about the Clearview uh, AI matter? Well, thanks, Tom. Uh, I think we've touched briefly
0: on Clearview AI's troubles, I think, on these podcasts in the past. But there's a new fine from the uh, Italian Data Protection Authority, the Garanta, who fined Clearview AI 20 million euros for GDPR violations. And it's relevant, I think, to many more people, because increasingly, modern corporations are using AI or their vendors are using AI to automate some tasks. With recruitment, for example, it's relatively common for recruitment agencies and recruitment online portals to use some element of AI to filter out applicants and give a reduced set of resumes to the hiring manager. And we've talked before, about the joint investigation by the Spanish and Italian authorities into the gig economy and how AI software was used to allocate jobs in uh, for, for delivery riders uh, uh, and others. So, it's clear that AI is a hot topic for regulators and... It's going to be a big battleground, I think, for GDPR as AI pushes its way into the mainstream and as regulators object to aspects of AI and in particular, the lack of transparency. Because is, there's always this intention, uh, th- this tension, if you like, with the promoter of AI saying, oh, we can't tell you how the system works. It's a magic box and it does its magic and that's our secret source and that's how we get funding versus regulators reminding organisations of their transparency obligations under GDPR and their need to disclose how their algorithm works and this is highlighted, if you like, by this Clearview AI case. Now, there have already been regulator investigations against Clearview AI in Germany, in the UK, and in Australia. And if you like, the hard yards were done by the UK and the Australian uh, privacy regulators teaming up to do this joint investigation. Clearview AI uh, is a US corporation and it claims to use innovative AI technology to identify individuals, including people wanted by law enforcement. So it's said that you can put a surveillance camera up outside a railway station, for example, and it will tell you, uh, so the software claims, when somebody who is wanted by law enforcement exits that rail station. And um, according to the Garanta, the Italian regulator, Clearview AI uh, claimed to have more than 10 billion images indexed in their database, including people in Italy. And some of these images had been scraped from social media, although some social media operators, including Twitter, YouTube and Facebook, have asked Clearview AI to stop lifting pictures, images, photographs from their platforms. Now, it's fair to say that the technology and its use has been controversial. And as I've said, huge numbers of complaints to data protection authorities and previous investigations in uh, Australia and the UK, uh, which have led effectively to the closing down of their operations there. So, the Italian DPA found that uh, Clearview AI had obtained data unlawfully. It said that the company had also violated other basic principles of GDPR, such as its transparency obligations, by not telling uh, users what they were doing with their data. Uh, didn't uh, They hadn't established data retention times, and they hadn't... Um, uh, assured the regulator that people weren't being discriminated against. So I think it's another problem for Clearview AI's business model in Europe. And it also, I think, shows us another trend that surveillance is frowned upon by many regulators. And again, that can, uh, that, that can that can impact us in our private lives for example there have been cases on the use of ring doorbells uh, amazon ring doorbells and also there are quite a few cases now on cctv monitoring where um, the german regulators for example have issued fines for corporations that monitor their employees by cctv And if you want to be even more high tech, in France, the DPA has also expressed concerns about surveillance by drone. So, I think the future is not rosy for Clearview AI. There is also class action litigation against them in the US. It seems likely that there may be subsequent litigation against them in Europe. Interestingly, I think Clearview AI are saying that they now have a mission to support the forces in the Ukraine with the identification of Russian soldiers. So they're perhaps um, uh, a a solution in search of a problem, maybe. But that seems to be the way in which they're trying to uh, get out of the regulatory concerns that currently surround them. Whether their software is of real use remains to be seen. And I think there'll always be question marks over the way in which the data has been handled and the way in which the data was originally obtained. But as I say, wider lessons for anyone involved in AI or in any form of surveillance, including CCTV, all cameras in the workplace.
1: Jonathan, you mentioned another use of AI. I'd like to maybe pick, off on, pick up on that thread. Uh, and you talked about uh, uh, talent acquisition companies utilizing AI to winnow out potential candidates for a job. Is the key for the AI company having a process that can be documented so it can be reviewed for discrimination or other illegal acts, or is it something different?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that goes uh, a large uh, part of the way uh, there to meet your requirements. As a kid, I used to uh, program computers, and we used to talk about Geiger all the time, garbage in, garbage out. And that's certainly something that applies to AI. Quite often, when we're using AI to support hiring decisions, for example, we're in danger of reinforcing our own prejudices. And we have to have objective criteria for selecting who we're going to hire. And we have to embed those objective criteria into our AI tool, not just not just teach the machine to be as biased as we are. So part of it is having an algorithm that's objectively defensible. And part of it is meeting requests from individuals, for example, in the hiring situation from failed candidates, they frequently use their data subject rights now under GDPR to ask why they weren't shortlisted or why they didn't get the job. And it's hard to object to that type of exercise of rights. And individuals have extra rights when automated decision-making has been used about them. So, for many organizations, if you're going to use AI, you will need to do a full data protection impact assessment. That will include how are you going to be able to objectively evidence the fact that the algorithm is fair, and the obligation is on you to prove that it's fair, because of your GDPR obligations. The obligation isn't on the failed candidate to prove it's unfair. So you've got to be able to objectively demonstrate that it's fair. You've also got to be able to disclose the algorithm in some cases if an application is made. And you've also got to be able to demonstrate that you'll be able to handle data subject requests from individuals. And that might be a challenge as well because you might be buying in The thing is a package, and your agreement with the people you're buying the package for may not entitle you to share details of how the machine works. But you're going to have to think all of that through, and a data protection impact assessment is the most robust way of doing that, I think, so that you'll be able to demonstrate to regulators that you thought carefully about these issues and you took steps to protect individuals' rights.
1: Jonathan, in the example you just gave where a company purchases an AI or AI-based products and utilizes it in some form of a business process, is the obligation on the company who purchases the AI product to demonstrate uh, the rigor and uh, documented process or is the obligation on the AI company who created the product? Well, if you're processing data
0: uh, and, and you're deciding what's done with that data – you're technically the data controller, then the obligation's on you. And in most cases, that that will be the scenario. So if I'm a corporation and I'm hiring somebody, even if I'm outsourcing the first cut of the candidates to a third party, I'm still likely to have GDPR responsibilities. Now, of course, you can ask the vendor to share those responsibilities with you. You can say to them, I want you to do the first cut of the DPIA. It's your product. You know how it works. You must have had, you you know, you've told me in the in the pitch if you like that you've got a hundred corporations already using your services you must have done dpias for them share those dpias with me of course if they say what is a dpia we've never heard of it before they're probably not a vendor you're going to want to spend any more time on but a good vendor i think will be able to reassure you will be able to show you what they've done for other corporations And you can adopt that framework. Obviously, you'll need to review it, you'll need to tailor it, but that'll get you many of the steps down the road uh, to compliance. So it is something that you've got to do with your eyes open. And I think in most cases, any corporation would be wise to assume that they have GDPR responsibilities.
1: Jonathan, this is a fascinating case. I don't think, uh, certainly in the United States, people are not thinking through the implications of AI in business processes. I think there is the awareness uh, in the criminal justice world or in the law enforcement world because of the reinforcement of negative stereotypes. Uh, But in the broader context, I'm not quite sure. So my sense is we'll have the opportunity to visit this again. Yes, indeed. This is Tom Fox again. Thanks for listening to this episode of Life with GDPR. We're going to link to the quarterly compliance client alert in our show notes, which talks about this case. I know you'll find it fascinating and interesting. Also, I'm incredibly pleased to announce that the limited podcast series, Trial of the Century, the Enron Trial, was recently awarded as a special honoree by the Webbys. They are literally the Oscars of podcasting. So this is a huge award for myself, the Compliance Podcast Network, and my guest, Lauren Steffi and the production team at One Stone Creative. I hope you will check it out. If you haven't done so, it's available on the Compliance Podcast Network. Life with GDPR is a production of the Compliance Podcast Network.